Hey, we're back. This is the episode. There we go. We were discussing what the episode should be. And we decided, we were, we George realized this is it. This is it. Hit record. Get started. Okay, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here. First episode in the time of coronavirus. Yes. I hope everyone is washing your hands as well as they can. How many be? of you weren't washing your hands? Be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> it must have been a big, big change, big, <laughs> big, big alteration. How, how is it for all you not hair washers to not wash your hair? It's, it, it, you know, it seems like it's the biggest mistake that was made in retrospect. The biggest artistic mistake of Stephen King's career is that he didn't emphasize hand washing in the stand. Yeah, because that might have helped us. Dude, I'm actually now. like, it's actually annoying how many articles you see about like Stephen King. Oh, the like stand yeah, and predicted. it's it's strange because I feel like. That's the kind of forgotten Stephen King novel outside of Stephen King. Mm -hmm. So, like, for people who aren't familiar with Stephen King or aren't really horror fans, but they can't escape him because they they get all the mainstream stuff from him and, you know, like, whatever. Like, I feel like they don't know what The Stand is. They know what The Shining is. Here's the thing. It's annoying to me, and I've never even read The Stand. (laughs) Right. Well, I, I think The Stand actually might be the first Stephen King book I read. And, wow. and because I loved the cover, it was this enigmatic, like just blue half face, half bird. It was a really cool design. Oh, it was cool. a great, and it really caught my eye and I was super young and I was like, all right, well, so, but I, I here's the thing like this, the, the stand is this comparison from, but it's weird because I feel like it's sort of a forgotten book and you'd think like things like the Andromeda strain, which were like super famous flu books. But no one's talking about that book at all, right? Like, right. if I had bet money, I would have been like, when this pandemic broke out, and Drama Strain would be making a comeback, and then they reached for the stand. I'm like, wow, more people remember that than I thought. That's I get good good on America. Yeah, no, I a lot of what are some other posts? I'm seeing a lot of people talk about the stands, a lot of cringy memes. Yep, a lot of cringy memes. Yeah, yes. well, tell them about social distancing. Oh yeah, so yeah, and then we we because we had more time on our hands than usual, we used to, because we do the this social media for Halloween weekly. We were like, let's just uh, create a page for that concept of social distancing, and it blew up. Well, like, you made it just... and invited me, and I was like, it was before, it was like right before everyone was super familiar with the term social distancing, right? So I was like, what is social distancing? I was like, is oh, that... is that really you thought you didn't even like? I, did, you... I didn't even know. I was like, I was like, I was like, maybe this is one of like George's How clients, and like <laughs> I'm gonna like it to like help you know <laughs> bump some posts. Like, like I that is I so know. weird because I guarantee you, I made that page sometime in March. Yeah, dude. I yeah, which I, is, I, mean, I had no it's idea. It's amazing that like, but anyway, that's it's it's it became a really fun page in a whole different community. It's got a lot of Halloween Weekly overlap. Like a lot of people came over. Yeah, well, you got uh, it got like thirty thousand. Likes it's like Facebook two days. Yeah, it, it was, was weird. It was really the crazy. But I mean, it it was it was it's not it's not it's not it was just lucky accident because it was that's the number one said phrase on the entire planet for like crazy. the last three weeks. It's, I mean, you, the, all you're hearing is this. Phrase and it sort of dipped again. down a little bit because we then went to like washing hands and like more important medical yep, yep, stuff. Yep. And then now that like things are starting to look a little bit better, people are like, by the way, don't forget social distancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like oh, like and then California where we're at. Well, first of all, great job, California. We really, really support your efforts. And then, second of all, good, bad job, we, Glendale. Though we, <laughs> no, Glendale's fine. They're doing a good job. It's, 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 it's unfortunate that it's higher than a lot of the other communities. <laughs> yeah, but they're still doing a really good job. It's just, I think, I think a lot of it was. I don't want this to be a science podcast, but I think a lot of it was because we were so far behind it testing wise a lot of it was what happened two weeks prior right so mm-hmm. if you're a place that gets any kind of international travel so we're right next to the burbank airport yeah is the point and a lot of the places near the burbank airport have we're gonna have which makes but anyway so so it's weird because it was weird we, when we when i made the page it's weird that that wasn't even a concept for you like i was like Dude, it was really weird. <laughs> how was this we went to the starbucks there, there's only like one of them that has a drive-through and when we went mm-hmm. there was like because we're in glendale and um there was one open and then outside was like these like young group of Armenian dudes and one dude came to join them and they all were like hugging and like you're like you see you see a lot of that you're in the car <laughs> so so here's the thing what was happening was the the last episode the last movie we had seen in public was um Invisible Man which we did a review of yeah and we loved we enjoyed a lot 
And, you know, I'm a I'm an enormous fan. This is going to sound weird, but I'm an enormous fan of the original Invisible Man, the one with Claude Rains, right? right? So um, I was like, all right, so this makes it obvious that if you're craving, like, that Invisible thing and there's no other movies coming out, we all got to go watch Hollow Man, right? It was like, yeah, we yeah. Gotta, even either, though I've seen it, we got to go rewatch it. You either go Invisible Man or you go Hollow Man. Right, and, yeah. and I'm sure, like, Memoirs of Invisible Man and you'll do all these other things, but, like, Hollow Man is definitely... The weird thing is because of how the Elizabeth Moth, Moss Invisible Man was executed, it felt so much like Hollow Man in parts... Yeah. That you're like, okay, this we got to go this way because it did not feel like the original, and it definitely didn't feel like it felt. Hollow Man was really tech. Yeah, that, that was the point. Like in the original, his man, there's no tech. He's in bandages and yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. Right? And like, he in beakers. Yeah. Like there's no science talk at all. There's like, you know, like thirty seconds of like vague, like I mixed the streams, and then it's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm invisible now. Right? Like all science from that era was like talked about. But but so we're like, let's go check out Hollow Man. Now here's the weird thing is the reason I wanted to talk about this in the episode is because Nick loves Hollow Man. He saw it a long time ago and has not rewatched it. I, so I strongly liked Hollow Man right. when I first saw it, probably the same time Nick saw it. And then I went re and went back and rewatched it, and I am now convinced that it is the worst remake of a universal property possibly in of all time. That's really fucked up. And it really blows my mind because it's Paul Verhoeven, who I really like. I love the American the Ring. I love that movie. I didn't know he did that. He, yeah, and he oh, did wow. Robocop. I mean, this guy is one of a great Wild. director, right? So not only it is Hollow Man, I did because I didn't know he directed it when I watched it. I just would you know I didn't know because I was like Exactly. <laughs> well, I think I was, what grade was I? I you think were, I was. You like, almost invisible. I was in like. <laughs> you were like you were only weighed four pounds. The swimming man. Uh, I think I was probably in middle school. I think that was just like like my my real horror movie awakening. Is that near Jason X? Yeah, because like okay. for me, like horror was always like the Universal Monsters of Growing Up and like Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Right. Yep. And then when I got into middle school, that's when I got into like the slashers and like the you know sure. real deal horror films. Right. I think it was I think it was around that time. So it was about that time. Yeah, and DVDs were still pretty new. Okay. So and that right, and that makes sense. You can tell by the movie itself. Like the tech in the movie is very drastic. I can remember so, <laughs> some right. of that. Yeah. And the effects in the movie are very drastic. Right. We'll get to that in a second. Right. But the point is, it blew my mind how awful this movie is because everything i like kevin bacon i like elizabeth shu i like the director the writer wrote end of days which is a, a good movie is a mildly interesting movie like it's not a movie i would hate right, right. so like i was like all right i'm ready to go rewatch this have some fun I, invisible is like one of my favorite like you know horror superpowers like things you can do like i find invisibility more intriguing as a concept than like being in someone's dreams, like Freddy style. Mm -hmm. So I was ready to go. And then when I was done with it, I was like, wait, the central character in this movie is playing Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, like Kevin Reagan is playing Harvey Weinstein. And there are, there have to be at least six, like really disgusting assault scenes on women. Right. And, 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 the, the concept of invisibility is inherently creepy. Like, it, it, it brings out bad thoughts, right? Right. Like, in ways that other superpowers well, wouldn't necessarily yeah. bring out bad thoughts automatically, right? Like, if you if you gave someone... I'll, I'll show, here's an example, right? There, if, if you had super strength... Right. Or No, no, a better example. You had super speed. Uh -huh. What's the first thing you can think you would do with it? I mean, I'm running around the world just, like, a couple times. Right, you would you so you'd go on on like you'd go sightseeing basically fast. You go fast sightseeing and you and show that you could do it. Break a record. I would try to hit up every wiggly wiggly. Right, right, exactly. So and I knew you were gonna say this or some variation of this, and that was my point is nothing you just said is creepy. Now watch this. What's the first thing you think to do if I give you X-ray vision? Right? Where are you getting that pervert? Right, exactly. Right, because some superpowers are inherently creepier than others. No, I would be. I would have such a hard time with super. Like, could I control it, or is it just like hit? Because like otherwise, yeah, I, you, of I, course you can control it. Just what's vision? the first thing you would do with it? Oh, dude, I'd go to like a doctor's office and be like, "Listen, that X-ray machine you got, <laughs> out of date. You can pay me some money, dude." 
Pay me some Dude, money. Dude, you're turning into an opportunity. I, That's yeah, wildly I, creepy. I, I would I would either go to a doctor's office or or replace like all of the TSA. <laughs> Just like okay, get rid of that dumb swirly machine because okay. they're already looking at our junk already. Okay, <laughs> so, watch how you're making my point. Your answer to the one was, "I'll take a beautiful trip around the world." The other one, you made a beeline for a doctor's office. Yeah, but like to harass what's, someone. What, what's okay? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. It's all, creepy. In all seriousness, it's. I think. I think in general, it's creepy. Yes, just in general, because like, what is a non-creepy thing you could do with X-ray? It's going to involve someone's body. That's what I'm saying. Or a person's body. Exactly. Yeah, X-ray vision just kind of sucks. That's why. That's why they tacked it on X-ray vision Superman. is invisibility. Like it's just another manifestation of the power. Invisibility is a creepy power. So I get that you're going to demonstrate that, but there's something wrong with the way they did it in Hollow Man. Like it's terrible, and it's it for, and yeah. it's bad. First of all, it's even if even if you were charitable about it, and you were like the the writer and whoever is responsible for this. Shit, they the 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 charitable thing is they want to make the main character incredibly not sympathetic because they do kill him off pretty spectacularly in a cool in a cool shot, scene yeah. in, in the end, right? So so it's maybe crazy just, how much of it's coming back to memory. Ex- ex- exactly. Well, and I'm gonna turn around and defend this movie in a second in in a couple parts, but okay. So but anyway, the point is it was blowing my mind that this. This was so blatant and it was so unnecessary. It didn't forward the plot. It didn't change how I felt about. I mean, I, I, I obviously I will admit that I didn't like the character more, but it didn't. It like it's like the difference between you know being negative ten million dollars in debt, negative of a hundred million dollars in debt. Like all of that sucks. By the point, <laughs> by the point, another million dollars, you don't feel like worse. Yeah, just like I'm yeah, screwed either. I'm screwed either way, right? Like, and then so it was executed badly, and it was it was shot in like voyeur vision, right? So it was peeping Tom, but with no artistic pretensions. Right. So you're not getting any kind of interesting message across. You're doing what's basically like a pulp action movie. You took all the grandeur out of the original one now, and when you made it tech and modern and like whatever, and then you put Kevin Bacon in, right? Yeah. And, and then and then you've got this really unsympathetic character, and then you've got this gross peeping, gross peeping Tom vision. And I was like, "What is this movie? I didn't remember any of this." Wait, let me ask you: When did you? When did you? Because like when you first like your last memory was you yes. liked it. Yes, absolutely. When when during the rewatch were you like, <laughs> oh hold on, what? <laughs> so I can t- I can tell you exactly. Well, f- well, for- all right. First of all, let me let me let me. We don't need to get complicated about Hollow Man. This isn't like War and Peace, right? But <laughs> but I, I, there I was having different problems with it before I got to this problem with it, right? Like because obviously the effects have aged badly in parts. How bad? Pretty bad. pretty bad in 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 some parts some parts some parts actually held up you know really well but like the self destruct the way so there's a really cool like the thing feel to the end sequence it's probably mm-hmm. the best sequence in the movie is when the invisible man really starts to go crazy there's fights in the halls he traps uh Elizabeth who and Josh Brolin who I forgot was even in this in a freezer and then she has to science her way out of it and she goes all Matt Damon the Martian to like create a magnet from inside the freezer and knock the door latch loose which is amazing and here right. amazing and he, while she's sciencing it he's Kevin Bacon sciencing a way to destroy the lab by mixing together a bunch of explosive chemicals and putting them in a centrifuge and putting it on a five minute timer and then it's going to spin and blow up he improvised a bomb right so they're all sciencing around each other in this action sequence it's great like yeah. it's totally great like that that the whole part of that is really well is really really well done when the movie's not being unbelievably creepy it's pretty good that makes sense <laughs> i remember i remember really liking that scene when he goes out driving Yes. And he does that mouth thing. Yes. Like the kids and people in the car freak out. Tremendous scene. So fun. It was it was it was like um a scene from The Hidden, which is a, a great well, by the way, Kyle McLaughlin, so we can get the twin Wow, that's crazy. In a minute. But so yeah, that's a really good scene. And then it's also really, really fun. There's there's actual violence, like because a lot of those horror movies from that era 
the, like when you go back and you look at like I know what you did last summer. There's no violence in that movie. There's nothing cool. There's no cool kills really. It's it's pretty bland, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing that works in that movie is kind of its accidental charm and atmosphere, right? Right. 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 But 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 because that atmosphere is like whatever whatever when you grew up in the 30s with Universal with like fog in your movies or whatever. In that era, you grew up with like people with that haircut and those cars, and that was like your atmosphere for some reason. The atmosphere in those films were like the soundtrack. Yes, no, yes, totally. Yes, That's how they did. It. They're like, eh, we can't find the fog machine, but just buy some <laughs> pop punk bands. Actually, I know what you do. Is 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 a strangely beautiful movie for so, such a like basic movie. It doesn't matter. So it's always rainy. Yeah, exactly. I think that's part of the, what what makes that part of it cool. And I'm from New England, so go figure. I would like that. But so it it doesn't matter. The point is, you got you got this atmosphere going on, and then in Hollow Man, like the all of that part is good, but then you have actual horror with actual violence so it steps up so like there's a scene where the they in in so in the 30s and the 40s what they would have done is or actually what they did in now wow with the elizabeth Moss one is you know when she's throwing flour down her kitchen or doing whatever so she can see his footprints yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever in hollow man their version of it because they're in a science lab is she uses blood bags right oh, that's right she starts breaking them i open couldn't remember if it was blood bags or um did she use a fire extinguisher at one point? Yeah, the uh, that's what. Yeah, she he uh, yeah, but that she was fire, but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like a torch extinguisher. Yeah, and true. they use fire extinguishers too. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, I forgot about the blood packets scene though. They use the she uses the blood packets and then and then they fight in it. So they're like they're like WWEing in there in the blood and that's it's disgusting cool. and it's very horror, right? So like you've got like that and then there are actual kills that are pretty horror. There's one this sympathetic guy that he, he's you know the red shirt guy. <laughs> I can't remember his character's name. He was destined to die. He was He's, like he was like the computer hacker version. He was the Nedry of oh yeah of yeah, the yeah. science lab. And he's like, hey guys, what's going on in there? Oh my god, is everything okay? And then he gets stabbed from behind with like a crowbar by the invisible man who impales him through his chest. And the look on his face is absolutely priceless because he's acting like surprised, but like it didn't matter if it came from behind. He's invisible. <laughs> he, he, it could have floated right to his face and smacked him on the forehead. <laughs> It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered at all. Yes. Surprise. You're, you're, you're constantly constantly sneaking up on people. You're invisible. Every interaction, you're sneaking up on someone. Exactly right. So, you know, there are some really good horror moments and all that stuff. Um, it's just... It, so, and it, But I had other problems with, like, there was... There were the whole... The whole um, subplot of Kevin Bacon being this mad, brilliant genius. First of all, I like Kevin Bacon as an actor a lot, but he can't play like Einstein in a movie convincingly. It was like watching Matt Wahlberg be in The Happening, right? Like, like it, right. you you just didn't get that swaggering doctor thing. Like, he's he's too cool for it. Yeah, well, it's not. It's and it's nothing about the acting. It's the writing they gave him because right. that was the other thing. So there's a lot of really really corny lines. That that you could you could like only David Lynch could get away with, or someone could get away with like saying them ironically. They would work perfect in a Coen yeah. Brothers movie because the Coen Brothers say this profound, astounding stuff, but they're always undermining it by who's saying it or by having Josh Brolin say it. <laughs> or having Funny Josh enough, Brolin's there. Funnily. How was he in it? Because it's been a while. Like, he, I don't he was he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Like I mean, he was he was. You could see that he was like a star coming like it was it, cool. it was it was just really cool to see so yeah i don't know i, I it's it's weird you got to go rewatch it and see what you think of of this movie because uh if you only saw it a long time ago and have this vague memory of it like you the first two-thirds of it are really really painful i think and then if there's a payoff that it's just paul verhoeven doing he did pirates of the European, right i don't remember I'll have to look it up. I don't remember. But. I can look that up while we talk. But I I think I watched Hollow Man like around the same time I had seen Wrong Turn, which is weird that you brought that up. Because mm-hmm. both of those movies, like, it, there's something so strange about Hollow Man. I'll look this up. Um, about the movies in that time. Because, like, we did, like, the uh, few episodes a couple of years back about, like, was it 2002 or 2004? 2003 one of those years where it's just really suck ass yes 
Yep. Well, 1995 was terrible. Well, 1995. But there was one of the two. There was one of the 2000s, early 2000s. It was like Some of the early months. 2000s movies are just, there's something really fucking weird about them. Yeah. And even when they're is. good, it's like you're surprised. They're Dude, good. I'm looking up an image of Hollow Man. He kind of, he, he looks like Ryan Reynolds as a burn victim. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just, a, is... it's just a strange, even the spectacular action scene at the end of the movie, he dies literally trying to to make out with Elizabeth Shue, and she throws him down an elevator shaft. Yeesh. Like, his character is just a nightmare. <laughs> okay, so I got the Paul Verhoeven. We got him up here. Um, okay, so we got... Uh, the Ring, I know. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct, which I like, actually. Let me make sure he was the director of that. Okay, here we go. Total Recall. Love to Basic run. Instincts, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow yeah. Man, yeah. Black Book, Tricked, Ellie, and something this year. Oh, so he didn't Bendetta. do who did Pirates of Caribbean? Who am I thinking of? Doesn't matter. So, so <laughs> doesn't matter. Up Pirates, but though. this guy is, I actually really like Basic Instincts, so that's funny, but Total Recall is total genius. That is a masterpiece. So, I, you know, he, that's the thing is, you would expect, I would expect, the person that gave us Total Recall to put together a more oh. solid movie than Halloween. <laughs> Gore Verbinski. Oh, Gore Verbinski, the guy who did Cure for Wellness. That's right. That's right. That's who that was. So, so, um, I need to go back and rewatch it because, like, it was one of those movies at the time where I still hadn't seen, I mean, still still haven't seen, uh, a lot of the Universal Horror stuff. Yes. So, for me, I was like, well, if they're anything like this, then they're going to be awesome. <laughs> That's totally true. And it's, but but it's totally wrong. <laughs> they're absolutely totally wrong. nowhere near the fucking same. <laughs> All right, so, you, so so check that movie out, and that's. Because that's uh, well, well, you can't go to the theater. So, like, what the fuck else are you? Gonna, yeah, exactly. What, what else are you watching? <laughs> exactly. What else are you gonna do? Run around with your X-ray vision? So perverts. As we sit here today, we're I don't know if you. This is the next thing you want to talk about. But we are one day out from what the Twin Peaks thirty thirtieth yeah anniversary of the debut of the pilot on uh, ABC, which is incredible that. We're at a 30 year mark for this. And a lot of the people with the show are still so active. Dude, that right? like that is a hell of a run for a show. <laughs> Dude, what's weird about it is like, cause like I was never on the Twin Peaks train until you start yeah, talking about it. And, for... and, uh, and when the returns came back mm-hmm. and so like, I still haven't seen like a lot. I've seen Firewalk with me mm-hmm. and, and clips from, yeah, you've probably seen almost none of the original. Yeah, but I saw all of the returns. Yep. There's just something super, super strange that just like lingers with you in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Like but like in a good way. Like mm-hmm. where like it's weird. Like the thirtieth anniversary was the other day and uh we had went and got something to drink and then we went to Starbucks. I think we went to Starbucks. And um oh yeah, because that was that was when uh <laughs> He was tweeting, and I saw the the Fast and Furious crew yep. yes. <laughs> out there. Yes, but like it's weird. Like there was this like, like I missed. Like I wish there was more Twin Peaks coming out. Like I was like sad that it was gone, mm-hmm. and like I, it just it just keeps like 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 coming back it, to you. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the thing. That's the weird thing. Even though like I remember when you first watched it, it was giving you like ferocious headaches or they were coincidental or whatever, which is understandable. Honestly, it's the thing is about Twin Peaks is even like even me. So I, I, you were forced to watch it week to week when it came out. Right. It mm-hmm. was, it was like Westworld is now obviously. Right. So like you, you couldn't binge it, but um, when the, when the return, cause the return played out like that, but there were times where I was like, if I go back and watch the return on a rewatch, I couldn't make it through more than one or two episodes at a time. Like it's just too much. It's too, it's like having dessert for every meal. Like yeah. it's too rich or it's too like whatever. And remember that it's completely different because the original twin peaks, I mean, David Lynch only directed maybe four or five episodes of that. Right. And he was all the return was pure David Lynch. That's it was crazy. every episode was him, everything was and that's intense. And that there's great parts to that, right? Because he's he's way 
he's by miles the most interesting artist, mainstream artist in our in in cinema right now mm -hmm. for for our country. But like, it's it's <laughs> you know it, you can't watch too much of it. Whereas the old one when the nostalgia kicks in, I could tear through, I could binge like eight episodes with no, <laughs> no sweat of the original one. Like it's just a different feel. The second one was heavier, right? Yeah. What was, what was really weird was like, I think it was last week mm -hmm. on my Spotify discovery or no mm -hmm. weekly. Cause like weekly. So on Spotify, they have like two different playlists that update, uh, once every week and one of them was like new hits or no discover oh, fuck what I just look it up real quick. <laughs> I know it's still I know the songs and all that because like it was a week ago. Oh but for you. Wait no that's Snapchat. Jesus Christ. There's so many apps now. <laughs> discover week okay so there's there's Discover Weekly and then um there's another one where it's like in case you missed it. And I clicked the I click that one every now and then just to see if I can't find any good tunes off sure. of it. And then it had the um the God of Light music mm -hmm. from the the victims the, of the my platters oh the victim of the classical piece yeah yeah the, the threatening for the victims of hiroshima yeah Woo! yeah that's an insane dude and what's funny is like <laughs> i saw it i saw it and i was like i know that song is nothing but scary time <laughs> but like i had headphones on and i hadn't listened to it since the twin peaks episode mm -hmm. and i was like let me let me see like let me just i want to listen to it through mm -hmm. and through like as a song mm-hmm and when you think about it through like the perspective of someone who's in a town that's getting fucking nuked, mm -hmm. dude, it is like the most gut wrenching, unsettling. And the fact that because what's weird is the composer that died like last week too, mm -hmm. which is really really strange. Sadly, um, the fact that they were able to like because we went to the um, the what was it, it was Hiroshima, right? Yeah, we uh, went to the museum museum the, there, yep. and like that is like super gut wrenching. Totally. And just listening to that music alone gave me like those same feelings like when we were there. And the fact that for he sure. was able to do that. I want to see what the sheet music looks like for that. It's got to be crazy, right? I, it's got to look like a heart. Did he even write anything? He was like, like, you know what? Just fuck it up. <laughs> just really go to town. Yeah, it's pretty complex, actually. It's pretty intricate. But like it, there's parts where it's literally just screeching at you for it's, it's horrendous. Dude, there's like really when I re-listen to it, there's like three chunks or three movements in mm -hmm. it. And there's one. I wish I had. I wish I had knew the timestamp. Um, it's kind of like midway through the song. It gives it like one beat of silence, mm -hmm. and then the dread kicks back in because I think we dropped two bombs on them, right? We did Nagasaki. Um, it feels. It feels like that's the. Like it just feels like that's the second wave. Oh no no, isn't there multiple waves of, of when a nuke goes out? There's like the bomb and then the fallout. There's yep yep. That sure. part feels like the whatever the, fall, the aftermath yeah, yeah when, when yep. you think it's good and then it just gets worse the, that's what that part felt like and it, like i replayed it like six seven eight times it's amazing you can convey emotions and music like that. dude that's what really blew my mind about right. that and and you know the funny thing is and this is part of why twin peaks was so special is so special still and why david lynch was really caught like his magic lightning in a bottle with twin peaks more than even his movies even though i think mall and drive is like equal to twin peaks it's just it's weird because it's the magical part is he made moments in Twin Peaks do what the the exact thing you said with music like hit you with an emotion. When you watch Twin Peaks like the original one for example, when you walked out and you went for a walk and you saw like a stoplight and it swayed in the wind, you were back in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you were back in Twin Peaks and it was something really mundane. To get into a Hammer movie, you have to go visit a castle. Yeah, a lot <laughs> right? of fog. You can't, yeah, you need a, cor you need a carriage, you need horses, you need like, Cleavage. like whatever. And it, right, exactly. If you were trying to get into the world of Seven, right, you would need a, a mass murderer, but you would need like, you would need a lot of 70s new, like grime, like you would even, it's not mm -hmm. easy, right? But with Twin Peaks, all you would need is wind and trees. And all of a sudden you're in Twin Peaks. Right. It was the weirdest thing because he attached it to really mundane things so it could reach into your life and remind you of it right like a music or like smelling something that makes you remember someone like you just all of a sudden you're back like in that memory that's how twin peaks works and he did it again with the return just in a different way so that's mm -hmm. probably why you're feeling a little of that too because how weird is it there's no way that an artist should be able to put his spin on a piece about hiroshima right <laughs> 
right? Like that, that should be as far as that artistic thing could go or as high as That's it can the go. Ceiling, right? yeah. No one else can go and be like, I'm going to like put a little cologne on that. And yeah. now it's partially mine. Like that shouldn't work. And he's not doing that on purpose, but he does it. And it's weird that my platter song from the God of light, Mm-hmm. you know scene like i love motown i'm a I, i'm a huge like motown fan. i like the more the darker you know sinister side of a lot of the motown songs like the things you would hear more in a film noir than like the poppy motown mm-hmm. but I, I love motown right and he changed that that my prayer song for me forever it was just kind of a really pretty basic song for me mm-hmm. that i would just skip a million times and now it's one of the scariest songs i've ever heard he just changed it with like that whole episode was fucked up, right? What I what I really liked about it was, um, especially towards the end of the night when they all got to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can't like hear like you know what year is this, and then not go watch the scene right. on on YouTube. <laughs> totally, it's still one of the craziest endings I've ever seen to anything. Super chill, and it's it's so goddamn scary. But what I liked about it was. I mean, we had discussed the ending at length mm-hmm. and then probably both went off and read like, you know, threads and message boards about Watched like what we, videos yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to see like, you know, if we could, you know, get a footing on what mm-hmm. the hell happened. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we probably both found answers we were cool with, but when it, uh, when they aired it and I went back and rewatched the scene, it made me question everything. <laughs> so like, there's never anything that like you, the, the ground is always shaking totally. in Twin Peaks. Like totally. you can never like believe in one. Like, even like, you know, someone said, you know, Mark Frost wrote down like what the ending was. And mm-hmm. even then, like, I, you know, you were like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, ex- exactly. And that's, that's the thing is, is in my head, I call it with, with, a, with the really, really good artists, the ones who are really trying, I, I, I think of it as meaning plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, really good artists have meaning right but like the really great ones have meaning plus so like alfred hitchcock is is a really really great artist right when he was doing vertigo vertigo is meaning plus like you can get a basic meaning out of that you can be like this is what it's like to be obsessed with someone and be driven crazy by obsession and have you know mental illness and like whatever your 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 meaning for the movie is right but no matter what your meaning is you feel that hitchcock put something on top of what you just figured out that's plus right and you're not gonna get it <laughs> Right, 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 and that's that's what David Lynch does, but he does it all the time. There are Alfred Hitchcock movies that aren't meaning plus, right? I think Psycho is meaning plus, but a lot of people wouldn't think it was meaning plus. I think Birds is meaning plus if you think of the birds as a manifestation of like nature or the world striking back for humans. You know, vic- like you can spin it however you want, but you, you mm-hmm. can get to an interesting meaning, right? Right. When you look at some of his more basic, like the thrillers, and and like, I, you know, there's not a lot of meaning plus in Foreign Correspondent. <laughs> no, no, it's just pretty straight <laughs> up. Right. I mean, there's a little bit culturally and like historically, but there's not like in terms of you could tell his interest in that movie is just to do it's it's Hitchcock's James Bond, right? So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not he's not he's not trying to put some kind of existential thing on top of James Bond over there. Mm-hmm. But but you know, David Lynch can't do he can't do anything but meaning plus. It's all he's capable of. I always think about how like what they said when the um returns premiered mm-hmm. they had a party mm-hmm. and he was somewhere making a chair or like a desk <laughs> he or was making like furniture he yeah he, he's making his own desk <laughs> he's been making his desk for that desk for three years dude i'm so jealous he's got all these features in it <clears throat> i'm very jealous of how little fomo david lynch has yeah he doesn't he, i like, mean he turned down star wars for God's dude sakes, like if, he was giving a if i directed yeah. something like twin peaks the returns <laughs> right and then they were having like a watch party for like the first two episodes right Dude, there's no way I wouldn't show up. Right, <laughs> right. Like well, I would just be sitting. Well, home. he's anti. He he go. He was going on Twitter all the time, ironically telling people when the return was about to air in real time to get off Twitter, just watch it. He's against that. And what's interesting and really cool is, and I just want, I just, he'll never hear it from here, but like I just have to give a really special shout out to Kyle McLaughlin because he is really special. He's a mm-hmm. really special celebrity. He. It's hard for me to explain. It's hard for me to put in words because it doesn't. It's bigger in my head than the way the way it comes out. But I can't tell you. He live tweeted the Twin Peaks 30th anniversary 
air the pilot aired twin peaks fans swarmed the internet and he did uh, uh instagram tv afterwards you know so like he had, he had he had you know he was he was really fan servicing all day but he was doing mm -hmm. it genuine because he's a really genuine guy right you you can tell but the amazing thing was is that the the magic thing about cooper is that cooper is is strong and a little vulnerable he's smart and a little behind the curve he's intuitive but a little blind to like what's right in front of him like audrey's been in love with you the whole time or mm -hmm. whatever right like and he he's cool under pressure but he's also a little bit panicked because he he, he always wants to do the right thing and, and 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 get duty right so he's got that combination and kyle mclaughlin talks in that tone as Kyle McLaughlin, he's cool and a little corny. He's like giving you meaning with his, the answers. Like fans would be like, what about this? What about, you know, like, what about this? And they're all Twin Peaks mysteries that he's not allowed to reveal if he even <laughs> ever knew them or right. just in David Lynch's head. Right. And people would be asking really crucial questions. Like when, when you woke up, were you, when you played Dougie, were you playing Dougie as, as Cooper Dougie, or are you playing him as just Dougie? Which is like a fundamental question of right, like right, the right. meaning of Twin Peaks, whatever you know and he was like doing the best i could thumbs up you know like and it was like you know he's trying he's he's not answering the question but he doesn't want to not answer the question but he was doing it in cool cooper style is the point right, right? and not a lot of celebrities can do that right like i imagine whatever you think of like it would be to hang out with like uh, Kevin James, it's probably not what you think it is when you're hanging out with Kevin James, right? Like if you think you're hanging out with the King of Queens or whatever, like he's probably not acting like that. Right. But comic like kind of is Cooper. Right. And you know, like, but he's kind of doing it on purpose because he's just an amazing guy. So it, it's, it's, he did a, he did an incredible job. He was like tweeting pitch perfect little haikus of almost giving you the answer, but not all day long. It would have been exhausting for me for 15 minutes to evade people's questions. Like things that if he just blurted out would like 30 years of mystery would just go poof and smoke. And he was just like tweeting up a storm all day, never giving anything away. It was amazing to watch. It was like, now you see me. It was like, he was Jesse Eisenberg out there. Like I can talk all day long and give away nothing. I'm amazing. I wish, I wish you would do a watch party of the Flintstones. Oh shit! That was we're, my that was my first that was my first totally run in comic clock with the Flintstones movie. Dude, <laughs> probably he probably considered. I'll that say this right high. now: I think one of the most underrated castings of all time was whoever they had as Wilma. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I don't. You remember? Well, we're done recording. I'll show it to you. Yeah, because John Goodman was Fred. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. Oh my God, who's that? Who's the nerd guy from uh, Ghostbusters? Rick Moranis yes. was Barney. Yes. And then Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, the only I only remembered was Jack Goodman and Rosie O'Donnell. I didn't remember Rick Romanes. Yeah, and then they had like a pig that was the garbage disposal, and she's like, "The garbage disposal." <laughs> that he sticks his hand in there and he's yakking on a bone. That's a good movie, dude. I I don't remember it at all, except for Jack Goodman, who I really like. Yeah, no, but, but <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in that. I I, I just I was I, it made me excited to go back and rewatch a few of those scenes and sort of re-question like what was it that I was. Yep. thinking was happening. Well, the, and and here's the thing, like that's that's what I was telling you was some Twitch stream put on like the the actual broadcast of Twin Peaks as it aired the first broadcast with the commercials in it. It was really so cool. cool. It was really like it was amazing to see what people were watching then. Or the was there any commercials? Like there were like VCR up? machine commercials. Wow. And, like, you know? So you're <laughs> right. And it was and before that they'd done a lot of like stuff from the Twin Peaks art archive, just outtakes. And there was amazing behind the scenes stuff. And that's what I was telling you is watching the behind the scenes stuff, you realized that these people probably like the Sopranos was. Anyone who's seen behind the stuff seeing stuff with Sopranos is that they were like a family. They were so close knit. They so had each other's backs. They were trying to do something artistically interesting, but they were also just trying to get a job done. Right. Like, and they were, they were practically solving problems in real time, but they were all just really genuine. It was, it was a really cool thing to see the behind the scenes, how focused they were on, on like, because Here's the thing. It felt like they kind of knew they were making something amazing, which right. is weird because that thing never should have had a chance 
ever. I mean, it should have failed immediately. It was so unlike anything anyone had seen on television when it came out, right? So you got to be like, that's the thing is David Lynch is so charming, right? Like he's so deceptively charming because he's also kind of hostile. Yeah. Right? But he's also like super sweet about it. So Mm -hmm. it's it's because he can be really cutting. That's like one of the most famous memes about him that floats around the internet is the... The thing about Eraserhead, you said it's your most spiritual film. Can you elaborate that? And his answer is no. No. <laughs> and that's kind of rude. Yeah. Right? But it's also kind of great. <laughs> and he can do that. What's weird is there's three clips of David Lynch that come to mind. Like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's one of uh, him talking about Einstein. He goes, remember that clip? Mm-hmm. He was like, Einstein must have had a raw time. Surrounded by fucking idiots. <laughs> yes. There's that one. And then there's the clip that was circulating just a couple of weeks ago of him directing children mm-hmm. and he's like wouldn't it be beautiful if you just started crying how beautiful could would you just cry <laughs> come on what how beautiful would that be and then we'll go to bob's big boy and get a milkshake you see what i'm saying all of that is kind of disturbing and nuts yeah but, but like, it's also charming yeah there's like, like it's like it, like different it's weird because i feel like he's buster scruggs in it like i feel like buster scruggs <laughs> was like really vile but like super charming i could have watched him for four hours and sing his little songs and do his little thing right whatever, so i i i anyway it's an amazing it's amazing that twin peaks has had the the run it has and the ironic thing and this is almost inevitable with someone as weird as david lynch is how weird it is when you think about the fact that twin peaks probably more famously than any other influential show in the history of television more than star trek which you which you can also say this about was killed way too soon and way earlier than most people think it was. Like Star Trek, yeah, I was the original ima- Star Trek didn't have a lot of episodes. I always imagine the original Star Trek being like, you know, twenty eight, years of yeah, classic, yeah, right. you know, like whatever. And it's like, you know, two and a half seasons, right? But like, Twin Peaks was one and a half seasons when it was basically killed, and then it zombies stumbled to the end of its season two, and then a spectacular just nuclear hostile finale from David Lynch, like, like, uh, blowing up the entire world. So it was, it was the fact that it was killed so early on. It was like the James Dean of TV shows. And then now it's one of the most longest running phenomenons in TV. It's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> How weird is that? It was killed early, vanished forever, never produced anything new. And now 30 years later, we're talking about it like it's still relevant because it came back and then like it's just weird that that is how that worked out because he erected two poles in time he put one way early and then he popped up over here and then he strung like a thing between them and now he's like got the world record length of influential TV that is very strange without doing any of the middle work yeah he was just like i'm <laughs> I'm going to do my other stuff. <laughs> right. It was just like Laura Palmer said in the series when she said, like, I'll see you in 24 years or whatever the number was when she said it, the character. And you're yeah. like, he wasn't kidding. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to chill for two and a half decades. I got some other shit I want to make. <laughs> Come back, which is, which is kind of amazing. So It was fun to go back and like reread the... What's weird is like big publications we're talking about, but then I went to go check like like Reddit and all that other mm-hmm. stuff, and like it was kind of quiet. But Twitter, on, Twitter on the return or on the return well, for, or for the 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I didn't I didn't see a lot of I mean, I saw a lot in especially in Facebook groups, but I saw a lot where dedicated communities. A lot of Facebook groups. Yeah, here. it was it was a big deal. It's a big deal to the really de- it was a big deal to me, but it was a big deal to really dedicated fans. But you're absolutely right. I don't think that I think that. Considering like the most thought out theory, the most elaborate theory, the Twin Peaks explain no really, you know, video from I forget those guys names. But they the that since that theory is basically that the whole premise of the return was anti nostalgia, that you can't go back that Twin Peaks can never come back. That was the point of the return and they can't return. That was, I mean, that is like the prevailing theory right now. I don't agree with that, that part at all. But like the fact that that's what most of the smart people try to think what it means if, if they've landed on as the meaning, right? They, they think like, where do you go from there? It's a dead end. Yeah, that's... there's nothing else to talk about. If the answer, if, if the sequel to Twin Peaks was like, there can be no sequel. Bye. And then, Peace out. <laughs> and then it lights out. They just... And then it vanished again. Like literally shorted out and went black. 
Like, where do you go from there? What's there to discuss? I think people are having that kind of feeling. I think, I think it's wrong. I think there's a lot more vitality in that universe. And I think it's just hard to cope with how uh, David Lynch never gives you answers. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're going to ever do season four? I don't know if they'll do a season four. I suspect, I don't know anything or have heard anything in any direction, but my guess would, my hunch is that they would have to, that what's probably going to happen is they're probably going to have to Deadwood it. So like Deadwood, which is one of the very few shows that ever approached Twin Peaks in quality, they, it got killed too soon, right? <laughs> which is, that, I guess very that could strange. also be, right? Yeah. And then um, it basically ended with a special two and a half hour movie. So they took what would have been the last season and compressed it in a movie. And they made it way later. I mean, the characters are way older than when we left them. So it's kind of like Twin Peaks The Return. Right. And I can't imagine they're going to leave Twin Peaks where they are because let's be honest david lynch loves twin peaks like mm. he loves that universe he was i think i think it scarred him for life when it was killed right by by cancellation you know like when, when it happened and and i you know i think he loves that universe and i think he would take an excuse to go back into it but considering how he works how complicated he works and like i i just it's hard to imagine them executing a whole nother season, especially with how old some of the cast members are at that point. Right. So like, I don't know, man, it's, it's, I, I feel like they're going to abridged close it up because they can't stay away from it, but they don't want to leave it the way it is. And that would be my guess. And I don't know how I feel about that because the ending of this is kind of perfect, but kind of also super aggravating because there's no answers there and you would want at least some answers. <laughs> I know. Possibly. I don't know where I land on it. <laughs> right. Put it in a book or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mark Frost is right up. Just there. just ending it with that scream is like perfect. It is kind of perfect, but that's, you know, the thing is that, do you know how the original Twin Peaks ended? With the mirror? Yeah. And, uh, and Bob, that yeah. ending, like when that ending happened, that was the first time that I remember watching a television show, having that feeling that everyone had when the Sopranos cut out. Like, I remember thinking something's wrong. Something's wrong with my television. Something's wrong with the world. Like, something's wrong. Like, something's wrong with society. I'm like, how did this madman get through into your system and convince you to spend $22 million to end a story on someone ramming their head into a mirror and saying, how's Annie? Right. Like, how did he trick you into letting that be a thing right. that, that happened in the world, right? You're right. So because that didn't happen then. It's way more common now to end on strange, you know. As a matter of fact, it's odd when they end normal now. They always try like a big surreal overgrab, like it never happened or like Seinfeld jail or they're in an alternate universe or mm -hmm. like whatever. It's all gimmicky, partly because Twin Peaks blew everyone's minds, but like whatever. But, you know, that's the thing is it's kind of perfect, but it's kind of aggravating. You know, I that. I, I, the ending on the scream, the thing is, is that those people were probably or, or definitely all, certainly not just Dale Cooper and Laura Balmer. <laughs> that means your last vision of Twin Peaks is two people you don't know. That's that can't end that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where the frustration starts to unravel. <laughs> I mean, I know they're partially those people, but they're not entirely those people. And you that means that I mean, it just can't. I, I don't right. know. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Well, but you're right. I mean, I, I will be happy if it just ends the way it is because the ending was so powerful. I just I think. Here's the thing. David Lynch isn't out there making a bunch of movies. And I totally respect his personal space and his missions mm -hmm. and his desire to make furniture or whatever. But, like, he could make another season of Twin Peaks, <laughs> and that would be amazing. I'm just you know, once you're done with that chair, dude. I'm just saying. Well, I know I know. in the meantime, uh, let's say Friday, so two, two days from now, mm -hmm. uh, we get Killing Eve back. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that, dude. Although that's a weekly too, right? That's a weekly show yeah, too. Of course it is. But I'm kind of glad that there's some weekly shows back because now I it's like I am too. because like now Sundays we'll have Westworld. Yep. We'll have Killing Eve. Yep. And I feel like those shows move in herds, like in the wilderness. I feel like right. wherever our Killing Eve is, Umbrella Academy is somewhere behind. Like I feel like they run in packs. I thought I saw something on Umbrella Academy. <laughs> right. So like I, I feel like there's gonna be some interesting shows. They move in herds. So it, whatever. The her Killing Eve herd was is out the way. I know, and I like I didn't jump on Tiger King, so like going. I missed that. Yeah, that like little blip. It's too late of to social... go back now, dude. They said it was like the number one like 
abnormally oh. long number one show. Oh, I have totally. Which is really it was weird. it was completely riveting. You there's no way to like not get interested once you started in it. But now it was really a real time event. It was a weird phenomenon. It would be yeah. weird to go back and watch it now. Yeah, I tried watching it. That's not, my, <laughs> not, not my thing. But that's, I right, you had to be there surfing the wave. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be there with Killing Eve because that's yes. that's all I really care about. Because goddamn, it shows so. Good. Yeah, it is fucking amazing. So let us know what you think of Hollow Man, Twin Peaks. If you were a fan or if you uh, join the, the third one, yep. re- give us a review. Yes. That would make me. I'll give you a big old virtual hug. Yeah, I'll join the see. Facebook group, and then if you're also in the Facebook group, so there's a group I joined. I. Like I mainly only focus on the Hollow Weekly the criteria and social distancing, distancing mm-hmm. stuff since we run it. Yep. But I recently joined a group. Um, I think it's Practical Effects. Like I'm a big CGI guy. Yes. But I also love, 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 love Practical Effects, and that has some of the most interesting shit I have seen. So if you're into like behind the scenes stuff, check that group out. The other thing I like about it is, is a lot of the practical stuff. Uh, it, what I like about it is they do the practical stuff, but like you can see like they'll make something, but like shoot on a green screen or something like that, and then they have to composite it. And so it's like some of the like they're not opposed to like. In fact, I even told them they do they, what they got to do. I, in fact, one of, the, I, one of the questions I answered, uh, I was like, "By the way, I'm a big CGI guy. I don't know if that like <laughs> that's what you know. Uh, if I see some people shitting on it, I'm probably gonna defend it." <laughs> I actually saw um, a really cool scene um, in that group because, mm-hmm. like, my biggest thing. Because uh, I, I, I want to eventually, I want to do a rant episode to blow off some steam from. Because this is where we've been. We were in quarantine we, ahead of the curve. This yes. was, dude. We were, we've been in quarantine for four weeks. It's been a while. Two days. Four weeks, one day. Now, dude, it's fucking wild. And I need to blow some steam. And luckily, though, I haven't seen anyone shitting on CGI, which is great. But I did see a really cool clip. Um, it was in that group or it was on Twitter of a history of violence. Yes. Sodenberg? No, no, no. no um, Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yep. Uh, when, uh, what's his name? Not Hugo. Um, yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Hugo, yes. Smashes the dude in the face with the coffee thing. Mm-hmm. Uh they originally had the coffee pot and then smacked a dude who was wearing a green screen mask and then composited the guy's face in later. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you crazy. never know. I mean, and, and, and no, it just feels like you're in a room with those people, but it's just, it's a flash of a, of a, of a screen. It's probably, right. it's probably seven frames, but like, it just gives you that impact. That's yeah. And that's why I never got that. That argument never made sense to me. That argument was like, you know, like I agree. I, I agree. If you're, you know, you're painting some stuff, and everything you paint is nothing I recognize, then I'm probably going to be ignored, annoyed by your painting. Unless you're Picasso, then go ahead because you're a genius and what you're doing right. is like, it works because you're making it work somehow, right? Like, why are you, like, of course Cronenberg would do, he would do CGI amazing. He would do practical effects amazing. He would do editing amazing. He's Cronenberg. He's, like, he's like, cool. Right? Like, you know what that reminds me of? I want to... <laughs> Reach out to the corridor digital guys and see if they come mm-hmm. on the show and talk about this. Definitely. Now that we're in quarantine, now that we're in quarantine, I have a list. So like, you got a Zoom list. I got a Zoom <laughs> list. But I want to reach out to them. I want to reach out to Darcy, the mail girl from Joe Bob. Yeah. I want to re get back in touch with Joe Bob's uh, assistant. Yes, because we were going to do that, and then the shutter thing went happened. Yep. Let us know who you'd want to see on the show. Oh, because we got an email for uh, oh, yeah. for uh, someone who has a show on Adult Swim, so we're gonna yep. try to get that happen. Because I kind of miss doing interviews. Yes, I miss throwing that into the, what I want. Well, now everyone's virtual interview. Everyone so. now, yeah, we were doing Zoom before it was cool. I just want to let right. you guys know that. So also leave a comment if there's anyone you want us to interview. Uh, let us know. Let us know. We'll reach out to them. Or I like we'll reaching out to people. To reach out to them. You know, e- yeah. Even if they're dead, I'll do a we- yeah. I'll do a seance. I won't. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back out. Until next time, stay scary. Watch the horror movies. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>